All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the West Coast Sports Junkies. This is episode 26. We are uh, doing things a little different tonight. You guys will notice soon enough that uh, it's only Mike and I recording tonight. We've decided, uh, you know, it's tough to get all four of us on the same page every week in terms of recording times and that, but we want to keep constant content out there for our listeners. So you guys are stuck with us tonight, unfortunately, but we got some good stuff to talk about. We have uh, a little Canucks news or not so much Canucks news, but we'll get into that. A lot of Seahawk talk. Uh, we're midway through the preseason. Things are ramping up. A lot of uh, position battles and, and a lot going on there. A couple of our, uh, our favorite Seahawks. We heard some good news about them today, maybe going in the ring of honor. We'll get into that. Uh, live sports are back. Uh, the Lions and Whitecaps are both hosting fans again, which is great to see. We are very happy about that. I actually uh, was at the Whitecap game, and we'll we'll talk about that as well. Tony Finau, one of our one of our favorites, finally got his second win in the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs in the PGA. Um, there's some fight news. We have Jake Paul, Mike's favorite, and Tyrone Woodley fighting this weekend. Uh, we'll get into that. Pacquiao also fought on the weekend. We don't talk a lot of boxing, but but we think we uh, we should touch on that. And last but not least, the Blue Jays and the Mariners are actually in the wildcard hunt. So that is a lot of fun. So great show for you tonight. First of all, we will get into the beers, though. So, Mike, what are you? Uh, what have you been up to and what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, thanks a lot, Ty, man. Tonight, I'm going with uh, Stella Artois. Nothing, uh, no, no you brew tonight for me, but uh, nice, good beer from Belgium, one of my favorites. I know you like it as well, and I'm sure you're having the same thing as me. Is that correct? You got it, buddy. It's mm-hmm. a Stella night. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been up to uh, quite a bit, man, and I know uh, everyone has, right? That's why Chris and, and Dan can't make it here tonight, which is great. I'm sure they'll agree with everything we have to say. Always. Yeah. (laughs) We're usually Um, the, the brains behind the operation. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) No, yeah, the last, the last week's been, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, like you said, the live sports has started up back up in Vancouver. I was going to go to the lions game. I was, I was excited for it. I was ready. And then I got food poisoning, dude. Oh, food poisoning. I couldn't do nothing. Like my whole weekend was just shot. We were camping up at uh, Bridal Falls. I had the wife and kids there. And uh, yeah, my sister was there with her kids. And we couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even like hang out with them the last night uh, around the campfire. It was, uh, it was brutal, but uh, that's terrible. I'm over over that now. Yeah. So that's good. But I I know you got out to, to see the Whitecaps. So tell me after a year and a half, what is it like to see a live sporting event, my man? Oh man, it was, uh, it was better than I expected, you know, just, just that walk. Like we went, we went pre-gamed a little bit, uh, went for dinner, had a couple of beers and then, you know, just that walk, the excitement to the stadium, like it could have been a Lions game, but we didn't go to that. Um, so obviously it was reduced capacity, but the process to get in was awesome. Um, no lineups, everything inside because I actually, you know what? I uh, prefer really, I would have thought, I thought it would be the other way around. Like there would be tons of lineups and you got well, gotta... a lot of less people too, right? They're still not oh, at yeah. full capacity and everything. And you know what? You would love it as well. Cause once I got in, there was never any lineups to get a beer. No so, shit. 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> what about what about the mini donuts? Uh no lineup there either. It was wide open all <laughs> night, awesome. buddy. But yeah, hey, no. So yeah. The uh one of the knocks is I watched the the Lions game and that was like basically the first event back in uh, in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. it's obviously a BC place. And then you went there on, that was on Thursday night, Saturday night, you went to the, the Whitecaps game yeah. and they were saying as they were, as they were exiting and it was like in the media that uh, it wasn't very like COVID friendly and they didn't have enough exit doors or whatever. Was that improved in the, uh, did you find in the, at the Caps game? Yeah. I heard what you were talking about. I saw some, uh, some news about that, but I think they probably learned a lesson from it because it was a lot more smooth leaving, and like I said, getting in, because I heard there was some problems getting into Lions games as well. There were some lineups and this and that. Um, in terms of the, the COVID awareness factor, there wasn't a lot of masks um, yeah. at the game. They weren't required. They will be now. That's a new rule heard. now. This is Jesus. brand new. Um, they'll be One required. One step forward, two steps back, right? They'll be required. And then also, you're going to need to be vaccinated um, mid-September to go to, you know, Canuck games, Lion games, Whitecaps game, all, all of that stuff. But no, the game itself, it was awesome, man. Just to just to be in there for some live sports. It was a great game. The Whitecaps scored in the 90th minute. They won 2-1. Um, that being said, after watching like a month of Euro Cup soccer, they they don't have that same talent, man. That uh kind of reminded the game reminded me of watching us in our beer league play uh <laughs> five, six years ago. Don't get me wrong. Eh? Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of skill, but it's just, it's not the same possession, not the same preciseness. I, I don't know, man, but like, it I was just you. great to be was, back. Were, were the Southsiders still there? They were, there wasn't as many. It wasn't as loud as usual. Yeah. Um, I think once the, the vaccination rule kicks in and they'll be able to bump up capacity, I'm guessing with that, uh, it'll get a little more lively in there, but uh, it was great to sit in the stands, have a beer, and watch some live sports. That's that's one of our favorite things to do. Absolutely, so. man. I was so jealous of you, but again, <laughs> I wasn't feeling too well. So no, but, no, yeah, uh, for sure. We we're watching from afar. Um, that brings us to the Seahawks. So we have had big plans to go down mm-hmm. to see the opening uh, the opening game. As ever, as most people know, we have season tickets and have you know since the early two thousands. And uh, we've been wanting to get down there for this opening game and they have shut the borders down and now they've tightened restrictions on us. Like, yeah, they just, just dropped the hammer, man, us, man, again. Oh, man. The, the U.S. just extended their, their shutdown for their borders um, until three days after the Seahawk home opener. So, you know, that just was devastating for us to hear because like Mike said, we had big plans. We we're going to go down for that. It's the first regular season game in, a year and a half or whatever, two years at the clink, the place is going to be rocking. Um, and you know what, after watching some of this preseason football, I know it's just preseason. I feel like they, they're going to need us in the stands. Well, that's the thing, right? So <laughs> we've been watching two. we're into the, into the season. Now we're two weeks into this NFL preseason. There's only two mm-hmm. more games to go. And only one you more. would think there's only, there's there's only one three. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's only there's one more this year. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you would think that, the team now we have fans in front of them would put something on the field like last week they didn't even get to celebrate a touchdown we got a field goal in that that home game against denver there has been nothing positive that i've seen about the seahawks so far nothing other than the fact that fans are allowed in the stadium (laughs) nothing else the 12s are back there you go there's nothing else going on on that team at this moment however we haven't seen the starters but still 
it's concerning because these are your backups. These guys are the guys that are, this is your depth roster. These guys got to step in if someone gets hurt and they got to play and you want them to play at the, to the level of the starter. Yeah. And you know, Pete Carroll and John Schneider are always about like always compete, right? Yeah, next man, next up. man up. Exactly. Like they're competing, but it just, it's, it hasn't been that good. Now our backup QB got knocked out in week one of the preseason, Geno Smith. He, didn't play he, last week. he got knocked out in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that was that McDougal or whatever, right? Magoo. Magoo, yeah. Mr. Magoo. Um, and actually the Seahawks just cut him, which I was happy to hear yeah. about. Um, but you know, like you said, we gotta take it with a grain of salt this preseason. We did hear some good things on the Jamal Adams front. Obviously, we we did make him the highest paid safety in the league, which they do which got I, paid. But like, I mean, I don't know. I think he's deserving of. I think he deserves it. He was. I think so too. He was the and best we, safety in the league. And we gave up a first round pick and and some other picks and a player for him. So I mean, if we were not if we were to lose him or even franchise tag him in that, it it wouldn't be the same. So you kind of figured that deal would get done. Apparently the Seahawks played hardball and he, uh, he caved, which John Schneider and Pete Carroll usually do, you know, once they get to that final number, they usually don't budge. So that was good. But, uh, but one contract and, and player that's really important for us that I'm a little worried about is uh, Dwayne Brown. He's still not practicing, hasn't uh, reported. He wants a contract extension and he's uh, our best offensive line men and, and I mean, Russ needs him. Yeah, obviously where we need to be. And I think even Russ came out and said he's going to take a pay cut to, to get mm-hmm. uh, Brown back in the in the lineup. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I hope I hope they, they do something there. I mean, obviously. This yeah. week, this week being week three of the preseason, we'll finally see the starters, you know, we set better. Up. Yeah, I think you'll see them at least for a quarter, yeah. you would hope, right? To get some of that game time uh you know, preparation in and at least you hope that it just march down the field, boom, score a, a major. For sure, it. man. Like, like they need that that timing down. Sure, they've had mock games, they've had all this stuff in practice, but you need that real, you need that, that defensive team across from you. So like same preseason, but those guys are fighting for their job. They're trying to take your head off. You need that that full game intensity to to really get your offense clicking, man. I completely agree because if I, if say they don't, I mean, even if they only play one quarter or even a half, yeah, you're going down, to week get one. Get some confidence. And you're going into week one with like with you know with cold feet, right? You got nothing going for you. I agree, man. I'm with rumblings, all these rumblings this last couple weeks about fantasy football and everything. Have you been (laughs) watching much? Have you been watching much of the uh of the preseason, other teams? I actually haven't watched a ton. Um, I tend to watch games where they're playing their starters because you kind of get a better idea. Like I watched the Monday nighter this week. It was the Saints and Jaguars, and uh, Trevor Lawrence played the first half, and uh, he didn't look great, but I mean, you know, he's a rookie, and they had most of their starters in. It was announced today, actually, that he won the starting job. Trevor Lawrence did. Yeah. Wow. He was competing with that Gardner Minshew mustache guy who, uh, you know, he he showed flashes, but he, you know, the first overall pick, he's going to play. Like, that's why you drafted him. So I, I totally understand that. But yeah, man, uh, the Seahawks. I'm looking forward to the game this weekend. It's Saturday night. Let's see. Let's see the first team offense. Let's see some reps. Let's see a couple drives put together and and hopefully a touchdown. Just, and just defense. confidence. We need to see the defense. We see, we see all facets. We see, we see all facets and them clicking on all cylinders. They're firing. Agreed. But I'm not even. I'm not worried about the defense as much. I mean, those guys. You don't want to see them get hurt. 
Yeah, that's true. You don't want to see them get hurt, but they need the like like we said, you need that game time prep, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I I, t- I agree, but I feel like offense is more important, like with the timing and everything. I'm not as worried about our defense, surprisingly, um, especially how we ended the season in the last five six weeks last year. I'm I'm a lot more worried about our offense. Like you remember after week seven last year, how it just hit a wall and there was no more let Russ cook. It was that like was, Russ had to yeah, skip the dishes. I, I would say that, I, but I the blame the offensive line for that. I mean, we had all the weapons still there. Well, no, which we didn't. Our running backs, we were dead. We were deep yeah, into yeah. the running back piles. Mm-hmm. This year, though, I mean, I think the starters were looking good. I mean, we, we got Carson. There's Penny. The, the running backs positions. DJ good. Dallas actually has looked pretty good in preseason. He's uh, he's been the lone bright spot on offense. I think he's got our DJ only Dallas. touchdown. I think. Yeah, and he's returning yeah. kicks, which I kind of like because they yeah. had Lockett doing that, and it's just another opportunity for Lockett to get banged. So this was going to ask you. So Lockett, right? Mm-hmm. He's usually Russ's go-to guy, you yeah. know, short down the slot. Now yeah. he's got uh, so DK Metcalf. I'm talking about like my fantasy picks here. Like I, I had Lockett on my team last year. Love him. Yeah. But would you take Lockett this year over, over? DK? No. DK you- slam dunk man. Would you not? Would you avoid Lockett because of now the? Uh, is it the what's what's the Eckert? Eskridge, 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 yeah, Eskridge. Yeah, Dwayne uh, Eskridge. I, I wouldn't avoid Lockett, but DK is definitely the guy. And and Lockett was good last year, but he was remember he was like boomer bust. He'd have like a three touchdown game, 150 yeah. yards, or he would have a solid game, but for fantasy purposes, it wasn't that good. He'd have like seven catches, 80 yards, no touchdowns, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would definitely Metcalf is the Seahawk receiver to own. 100% in my opinion. Where do you rank Metcalf in uh, terms of like the fantasy drafting receivers? Uh, receivers. I put him top five. Five. Top five. Who's, He's... who's above him? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> well, you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go. Devonte Adams in Green Bay. He he let all. Is Rogers throwing him the ball? Rogers is throwing him the ball. He's he's locked and loaded in Green Bay for one more year only. Actually, okay, it sounds okay. like so it's I their thought. it's their version of the last dance. They were they were saying like the Jordan and Pippen thing, but I think they cannot compare themselves to Jordan. And no, Pippen. they won one, one championship. Yeah. yeah, come on. Actually, man. Adams. I don't even think he has a ring. But anyways, I would yeah. go one Adams, Tyreek Hill, number two. He's got Mahomes throwing on the ball. It's a potent, high powered offense. Yeah. Uh, I might go DeAndre Hopkins, who I had last year uh, in Arizona. And Hold you know on. you know I'll, slow I'll down, slow down, slow down. I'm taking notes here. Hold on, slow. <laughs> hey, 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 that's enough. Okay. We got we got a draft. We're talking, ladies here. and gentlemen. We're talking to the fantasy champion here. Okay, Tyler oh, Shields. Oh, thank you. Thank I you. I came in dead last, so I need all the help that I can get. That's what I'm doing good, right you now. You got a good team, man. You uh, the injury bug got you and bit you there. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to fantasy season. But Back to the Seahawks for a second. Uh, I saw some awesome news today. I got a notification on my Seahawks app there that uh, there's going to be two new additions to the Ring of Honor at Lumen Field. And uh, they're both very important to, I think, getting us into the Seahawks back in back in the day. You know, Matt Hasselback was the QB of, yep. of that Super Bowl run team. Mike Holmgren, obviously. Uh, Great head coach for us. He's uh, he was up there. I think Pete Carroll surpassed him in a lot of categories with wins yeah. in that. But but he's a legend in Seattle, especially. And yeah, so they're gonna do two different games at halftime. 
one for Holmgren, obviously one for, for Hasselback. And, you know, let's hope these border restrictions end and they stop extending them because that'd be cool to go down and uh, celebrate those guys going into the ring of honor. You think they're uh, deserving? 100%. A Holmgren for sure is deserving and Hasselback, you know, yeah, he was at the time he led us to the first Super Bowl appearance that we've ever had. Um, he was, he was accurate. I remember him in the, uh, in the pro bowl that year. I think he won the most accurate quarterback. He had a great couple of years with Seattle for sure. Um, hundred percent deserving of it, I would say. And a classy guy still is he's on, uh, one of those NFL panels that you can see on every Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but there is one player tie from that era that is not oh, in this ring of honor is Sean Alexander, my favorite player of all time. I have him all over my basement here. Yeah, me, I can give you a tour later, guys, if you want. But he's he'll, my favorite player. He'll be getting there. He'll be getting there. You know what I think they're gonna do? He's not gonna be in the ring of honor. They're gonna have like a big statue of him in the front of the of the field. That wouldn't surprise me. Or what about uh, a number retirement, a jersey retirement? Yeah, that could happen too. The Seahawks only, <laughs> only MVP. That's why you know what I have a feeling. So when, I, when I heard that news today, I was actually kind of thinking about it. You know, like. Hasselback and you know obviously Alexander would be up there but I mean you just said it right there our first and only MVP and what a year that was man how fun was 2005 2006 I was just sort of getting into it and that was like the first year we had season tickets and oh man I remember we were at that game where he uh, tied the record remember Against the Colts, yeah, against the Colts. I think he, had and then three he broke it that day or something. Broke it on the road or something. He broke it against Green weeks. Bay last game of the season. Yeah, and it was like uh, there was like they were on the one. I remember it was on. They're on the one, and he had. Uh, I think he took like four chances to get in, and, and Holmgren's like, "You better not get hurt." Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he did. But it. we're getting, but we're getting you that record. So he breaks the, cool. the all-time touchdown record that year, and then freaking Ladamian Tomlinson next year smashes oh, it. I know, probably a record never to be broken. I, know. I, can't, I can't see that one being broken, but way to that take was the... that was kind of brutal luck for for Alexander in that because it had like, that not happened because even the record that he broke like stood since like record. the seventies, man. It was a long time. Yeah. Totally, man. But yeah, you know what? I think he will be having uh, maybe like a jersey retired or something because uh, yeah. it would be sure. well deserved for sure. I don't know about the statue, Mike, but uh... well, that case, so that era of Seahawks for sure. There's well. Walter Jones, one of the best players, NFL players of all times. He's on like the top five of like the, the NFL best players. Oh, yeah, list, man. Right. Walter Jones is amazing. Yeah. And you have you have Sean Alexander, who's not up there yet. And mm-hmm. you're gonna have Hasselback. You're gonna have to have Sean Alexander up there eventually. Yeah. Yep. Um Russ but then you have this, this era. Day. Yeah, you have this era of the Super Bowl winning guys. So yeah. you're gonna have probably oh Sherman. man, take your pick. You're probably yeah. gonna have, you know, Chancellor. Chancellor, you know, uh, Lynch, all Bobby these guys. Wagner. Wagner, yeah, man. And you know what, actually, you know what's impressive when you think about Hasselback? Like, he lasted a long time. He was uh, on that losing record team to get into the playoffs. Like, he played with yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah. That's like, well, he, he was the quarterback when the Lynch, the Beastquake. Beastquake, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that just shows you he, he stood the test of time, got us a couple playoff wins, even in that when that window was closing. You know, um, Charlie Whitehurst era. Oh, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk. Remember, about we that. went to a game. We went to a game, and it was against uh, the Giants. Eli Manning, Ron, and yeah. Eli Manning. I remember, I'm an Eli Manning fan, and uh, 
and it was like 50 nothing or something like that like we we left at halftime it's the only game it was, we've ever left at yeah it was uh, it, it was, was our our record is pretty damn good down at yeah uh, in seattle but even it can't withstand charlie waithurst at quarterback <laughs> no. you know <laughs> no or, or seneca wallace yeah, but you know what? We only have about two weeks here till the NFL season, so let's hope they finish on a strong note this weekend in this preseason game. Let's see the first-team offense and hope we have some good things to talk about about this game next week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be talking lots of Seahawks and lots of football. Okay, so let's switch gears here and jump into the PGA Tour. It is... You know, other than majors, I think it's one of the most exciting times of year in golf. We got the FedEx Cup playoffs where $10 million is on the line for winning the FedEx Cup. It's a really good payday for golf. And like I was saying in the intro, one of our favorites, Tony Finau, you know, he's always in the hunt. He's always the bridesmaid, never, never the bride. Finally got his second win on the PGA tour. I know it's, it's surprising to me too, because you always see him on the leaderboard. You see him, the masters, the U S open, like the guy's always around and contending and he just, he can't close the deal, but he finally won at Liberty national in New Jersey. Like I said, in the first round of the playoffs, Mike, what did you, what did you think about the, the tournament? Did you watch any of it? I did watch some of it. Yes, I did. I didn't watch it all, but uh, I saw T- I saw Fino. I didn't get to watch the playoff. I know he was down to a playoff, which was played on Monday night, and uh, they were experiencing some crazy weather over there. Like I remember, they were sweeping out uh, with like you know shot brooms, the squeegees uh, and stuff. Yeah, the the water Those... off the course and the fairways and stuff it was pretty wild to see. It's but insane Finau... they got the course ready, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, uh, and Fino five years, it took him five years since he won his last victory on tour. And, uh, like you said, he's always in contention in the, in the majors. He's up there. Top tens. He's a great fantasy player. He's great in your fantasy team, but he sucks as like, if you're going to pick a, pick a winner, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like, even odds wise, he's always, he's up there in the top 20 like and it's which is surprising considering he had one win like you said five years ago yeah it's true <laughs> and, and in, the, in this tournament like like the the purse is big so all the big names in there john rom was you know it was right there at he was two shots back yeah and uh he won the playoff against uh, cameron smith but uh going into the playoff i thought for i thought he had it i thought i thought fino is a better player than smith i thought i mean that's what yeah. Yeah, i yeah, think yeah. he was right so I thought for sure if I was if I was to make place a bet on that going to that Monday round I would I would have bet it on Finau I didn't but uh, but see yeah, I was he, the opposite man I was he, like I'm, I'm know, so okay, nervous he, he's done enough and then I'm so it. nervous for the guy like he always blows it he was I believe he was 0 three in playoffs in his career Not clearly right. because he won outright and he'd never won other any other tournament hey, but uh, before I plays a golf but I would talk to you okay because. No, yeah. <laughs> you know these stats. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. I was so nervous for him, man. Like the the final round, they had no fans. It was played on a Monday, like you said. Uh, Hurricane Henry, which turned into a tropical storm, luckily for the East Coast, like it didn't hit as a hurricane because there probably would have been no golf. It could have wiped out the course, even you know. Yeah. But they had heavy rain the whole Sunday. The crews were working, like getting the water off the course, out of the bunkers, off the greens. Like it's a miracle, like that they've. We're able to play Monday, 
yeah um, for sure, what man. a great job they did and that that course I, you know how i always talk about this mike i i like certain courses and this would fit the profile of being on my list yeah like, i know because there's a hurricane in the middle of it no no no, no playing that no you see those backdrops of new york city across the hudson river man the statue of liberty you guys it need to gorgeous. check out this course it's i would amazing. love to do a golf trip to like new york city mm-hmm. I mean, we've only been in new york one time but like to do a golf trip to New York City and like and, and experience all that stuff, I think there's, there's, a, some, there's a lot of great golf courses. Well, yeah, they have a lot of those there. U.S. Open golf courses, like yeah. all those Beth Beth Page where Tiger won a few. Yeah, that place yeah. has like four different courses. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so sure. so the Monday, Tony Finau was like he was a couple back the final round. He was in the hunt. He was in the mix. He uh, he he hung around, made a couple birdies, and then on 18, he hit a poor second shot into a greenside bunker hit a decent bunker shot. One that you and I would be actually not you and I, like it was, it was good, but it wasn't like professional golfer good. And he sunk like an eight footer clutch putt for par to post 20 under Uh, Cameron Smith ended up tying him by birdieing three of the last four holes. So he made a good run to get there too. And then, um, so probably if they played it on Sunday, I bet you Smith would have won it. He was on fire. Yeah. Rolling. Right. Oh, for sure. So the playoff comes around Finau, they, they drew names or whatever, how they do T, uh, Finau hit the first tee shot, piped it down the middle as a beauty. Cameron Smith gets up and does what I would do in that situation. He hits this big high slice about 40 yards right into the Hudson river. So he's three off the tee and right there, <laughs> you knew it was That's over. That's not what you would do. Are you kidding? In that situation, you would have hit a pressure no, slice no, out no. here. And they would have come right back right into the middle of the fair around a tree, around a tree, through a tree. No, 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 no. Don't say I'm wrong. I'll get all of your golfing buddies on here to tell me that I'm right and you're wrong. In that pressure situation, I'm saying like Cameron Smith, I'm saying for a pro man, he's got to hit that fairway. Like you got to play it out left where there's not as much trouble. Like he took himself out of that playoff one swing, right? He was done three off the tee. Yeah, it was over. And that's when I was like, okay, then I would have placed a bet on Finau. He was sitting pretty in the fairway. <laughs> yeah. It would, you bet you would have got some great odds after yeah. this guy's three <laughs> off the tee. Yeah, Shit. I would have. It, yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a fun tournament. And it's it was only the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So this weekend we have the BMW Invitational. It's in, uh, it's in Maryland at a private mm-hmm. golf club. Yeah. It's just somewhere outside of Baltimore. I've never heard of the golf club. It's the first time an event's been there since like the 60s. Hmm. so uh it's gonna be new obviously to all the players they'll get some practice in but i, I think it's gonna be a wide open event that's cool i like of, those like new courses that no one's really played before yeah i saw like a little overview of it, it looked like there was lots of water so it could also be another course on my list oh man good looking not going to baltimore okay yeah that's true i, I have no one i don't want to mix baltimore. in like a ravens game i don't I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of them well, we might get trav to to come on a trip but that's about <laughs> it yeah maybe he's yeah um, so we're talking about golf. Have you been out? I mean, we haven't talked in a while. Have you, have you been out and played much? I know we haven't been able to play together because I've been, uh, camping and stuff, but I've been out a few times. How about you? Yeah, no, I played a few rounds, um, played actually Westwood plateau a couple weeks in a row. Nice. And now I've had enough of that for a few years, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> I had a really good round there and then I had a bad round, but it's, it kind of reminds me of Furry Creek. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, it's a mountainous course, obviously. A lot yeah. of gullies and things to carry. Uh, but it was a fun course. Like I said, I think I've had enough of it for two years. But last weekend, we got out to Riverway, which is my home course. And I had an awesome round going. Me and Trav, actually, uh, one of our buddies, 
we were both even par through seven, which was, you know, for us, that's, uh, that's unreal. And then as soon as you realize how good you're playing, then you kind of get, you start thinking about it and then shit hits the fan. Right. So yeah, yeah. Had a, had a pretty normal average back nine still finished with a solid score, but it could have been one of the good ones, you know? Nice. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. The only course I played uh, recently is the falls out in Chilliwack. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a gorgeous day, man. It was, it was one of those hot days a couple of weeks ago and, uh, but the course was in great shape and uh, yeah, we had a great time. The, uh, I like how it, like I think I told you everything sort of funnels down. Like there's, it's really hilly and everything funnels down the first, you hit it way left, you hit the hill and it'll just run down to your, to your fairway. It's kind of a short course too, which I yep. like a lot of the par fives are reachable in two. So yeah, yeah, we had a we had a blast there. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I know what you mean about those those uh, like banks on either side of the fairway. You know what it's almost like? It's like bowling with bumpers. You know, it just <laughs> brings you right down in the middle and. Yeah. Hope... <laughs> it's not that easy, Ty. It's not that easy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just messing <laughs> with you, but uh, no, that's good. I've only played that course once, but I was a fan. It's actually owned by uh, Aquilini Group. Yeah, that's, that's true. Owner, which is yeah. uh, a little connection there to the Canucks, but. Uh, yeah, no, we got a couple of good weeks of golf coming up. See who pulls off the FedEx Cup. And uh, yeah. Time! They slayed the dragon! It's a wonderful day for an exorcism. Mario Mandzukic pounced! And England are hot! Touchdown Seahawks! All right, fight fans. This Sunday night, we have the big event, Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul. And uh, we have Woodley coming in at a plus 180 and Jake Paul at a minus 200. A two-to-one favorite tie. Tyrone <laughs> Woodley is a multiple. <laughs> We've gone down this road a few times with these, these MMA fighters fighting these, these, these uh, YouTube show stars, whatever they yeah, are, yeah, yeah. boxers. But you see, you're getting almost two-to-one on your money with Woodley, who's arguably one of the greatest welterweights of all time he's a wrestler yeah. i know <laughs> i know he's got knockout power though but like what do you do man it's like a sucker bet they're just they're luring me in there they, and i'm gonna throw money on woodley on this freaking <laughs> fight because how could you not he's getting two to one of your money i know man that like like you said it's like a, it's it's kind of a fishy line there right it's like okay let's entice the public to bet on Woodley because, you know, like everything you just said, arguably one of the greatest uh, welterweights of all time in the UFC. Uh, multiple You don't champ. get Woodley at these odds, even I in know, MMA. Ever. You know what I mean? What the hell? And, I mean, he's, he's won fights by Nako. The guy's got some power, but... Let's look at he it. He's 40. <laughs> yeah. He has been knocked out a couple times. He's I been doing movies, too. I feel like, yeah, his heart is out of the game. But he's at cash one, I still of... feel like it's a good bet on the guy, man. He's trying to cash in on these YouTube stars, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't blame him. Like, we, yeah. we've kind of got into he's this a bit He's getting a few about... mil for this fight. 
probably That's more than I mean. he's been about, paid any uh, about UFC fight. salaries and this and that. So it seems like this is going to be the new norm, but man, I'm sick of this Jake Paul guy. Like I hope he gets his face smashed in by Woodley. This is the problem. If you think about like this Jake Paul thing, he has to win. If he loses, no one gives a shit about him anymore. He has True. to keep winning. So they're... He has to keep winning so he's undefeated so that he's got this big like persona and, behind him. And his camp's actually been pretty strategic in terms of picking his competition. Like Even this guy, it's a big they're name. They're all wrestlers. It, it true and they but you still think of woodley you're like oh well like for me i'm like well well he's knocked some guys out he's got some power so you're thinking like oh there's a, there's a chance like they've both been training boxing only who knows but uh kind of like Askren. obviously he was a wrestler the guy looked like he just went in there and ate a punch and went down and like okay let me collect my check move on that's what i mean like their heart's not in it right like Askren was a freaking world champion in multiple different freaking organizations but he never had any any stand-up game like ever like he would get in a fight and and want to like just grapple okay but woodley has more stand-up stand-up than Askren has exactly that's what i'm saying where they're strategic it almost seems like they're it's like baby steps moving up the ladder like let's get let's get a fucking striker in there with them i gotta ask you this because i think like where it's going is going to be next. Say he, he beats Woodley, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the next opponent they're going to want to go after is GSP. Oh. Now, GSP, what do you think? He's a better striker than Woodley is, right? So they're obviously a wrestler too. No, I that would be that would be awesome. But there's something in, in GSP's uh, contract. Like he's You're still right, yeah. owned, right, by yeah. the UFC? Because he was going to have a boxing fight against uh, De La Hoya. Yeah, didn't Dana White shut that down or whatever? Yeah, Fuck, Dana White's no fun, man. De La Hoya and Dana Wade <laughs> fucking hate each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more Dana Wade hates him and then it's mutual. Yeah. Like, De La Hoya's an idiot. 100% too. Yeah. But but he's ruining all the fun, man. Like, Dana, just just let him do his thing. Like, I'd want to see that. I think uh, I think GSP would destroy him. Personally. So would I. If I'm getting two <laughs> to one on that, too. <laughs> no, see, that sure. I think would lean a little the other way. But... Uh, but yeah, man, if if Paul wins this again, like, what are they gonna do? Like, I I kind of agree with you. It, it probably won't be GSP because of Dana White, but it'll be someone a little bit better. Yeah. It'll be someone a little further up the the U, old UFC striker kind of thing, you know. But like, not but I mean, GSP has the name. Like, if, if you want to, if you want, oh, my ass huge. to buy a fucking pay per view, I want to see GSP fight your ass. And GSP is my boy, obviously Canadian man, right? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. uh, we're we're gonna be repping him for sure. Mm-hmm. If you want to hype this game up, he's he's he was bigger than any welterweight's ever been. So he's bigger than Woodley. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Even even it's arguable that Woodley is was better than him, yep. you know, and in their primes. But GSP is a bigger star, I'd say. But man, it, it's sad for like we've argued about this, and I I used to argue with you like boxing's not dead, but like. This almost shows you bo- boxing is dead. You got this YouTube star. There's been way more publicity behind this fight. Like, I didn't even know. So this will bring us into our next topic. The Pacquiao was fighting last weekend. Until uh, I went to the Whitecap game. We went to Sharks Club after, and no, oh, the Pacquiao fight was on. So I got to see that, which is cool. But I had no idea he was fighting. And he was fighting some guy named uh, Ugas. Probably butchered that. But he was a 3-1 to favorite. <laughs> and... And he got smoked by this guy. And now he's probably going to retire. Or he should retire. 
But like, yeah. you know, what is that? What I'm does not, that I'm with you. I didn't state? even know Pacquiao was fighting either. I'm a that fight, shows you the I'm state of state of boxing. It's like I didn't hear anything about that, but all I keep hearing about is Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. And uh, who's who's his brother supposed to fight? Oh man, I don't Jake even know. Jake Paul's brother. He's he's got he's he's somewhere. got someone lined up. Yeah. He just fought Mayweather. What the hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty sad, but at the same time, like the money seems to be there. That's why they're doing it. And it's like easy cheddar. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to go in and then worry about somebody choking them out, kicking him in the head. Just gotta throw fists. Sure. That's true. With with 16 ounce gloves ounce gloves on, no problem. Yeah, man. You no, know, that's that's true. And it is interesting that the fight's on a Sunday, you know, like we were talking about uh, there's a UFC fight night. I think it is not, it's not like a huge card, but decent card. And they're smart enough to, I guess, to not want to compete against the UFC. But I mean, it's a Sunday night. Like who the hell is going to go out and watch a, this on a Sunday night. See, that's why De La Hoya and Dana White have a prom because De La yeah. Hoya doesn't give a shit about the UFC, which he should, because yeah. I didn't even know if the Fury fight was happening. It was all De La Hoya golden mm-hmm. boy productions going on and it just came on after we had just watched the ufc event i believe but um why not friday night yeah true why the, the fuck are you doing friday? sunday night sunday night's like church night man <laughs> like we're going to bed at eight o'clock at night we're not fucking sitting up drinking beers watching fights i agree you know? with you friday saturday night because night. yeah saturday night you might have gone out gone to an event or watched the ufc or something and you know sundays you want to take it easy Relax. Uh, maybe I should be the promoter, Ty. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy change. Make it fucking Friday. It, Even with, Thursday night. Thursday night, the weekend's the, almost there. That's where you yeah. want to be. Thursday <laughs> night or fucking Friday night. That's true. Not the beginning of a, of a long week, right? No, man. You're dreading Monday, and then yeah. now you're drinking beers, watching these fights, and then you got to wake up all hungover? No. <laughs> 100%. Stupid decision. Yeah, but uh, I'm with you, man. I'm going to be, uh, I don't know. I Hopefully, it's not a sucker bet. But uh, I'll be I'll be riding with Woodley this weekend. At plus yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week for sure. I hope that we're right, but I, I don't hope he I, gets, I don't. Think, I hope he gets smashed. I'm telling all the viewers Goes that we to have, sleep. do not bet what we're betting. We're betting with our hearts on this one. <laughs> all right, so we know we have a few baseball fans that are regular listeners. So you know. Before the show, I saw Mike wearing his uh, his favorite one of his favorite jerseys for Showtime, anyways, and it That's is right. a Felix Hernandez Mariners jersey. Not just so Showtime, ins- Ty. It's all the time. <laughs> so it inspired me to uh, go dig out my Robinson Cano, who's no longer a Mariner, and you know it didn't have a great time there. But we don't need to get into that uh, jersey in support of the Mariners who are three games out of a wild card spot in the American league, which for this time of year is unheard of. Like this hasn't been a possibility or a thing since like 2005. Like, honestly, it's been that long. Normally this time of year, they're 30, 40 games under 500. Maybe not. That's a little bit of exaggeration, but they're always out of the playoffs, but right now they're in the hunt. And also another favorite of, uh, of Mike's and, and like I said, some of our listeners, not so much me is the Toronto Blue Jays are also in the hunt five games back yeah, two back two back of Seattle, but you know, there's, there's some work to be done for both teams, but it's fun to see them playing meaningful baseball this late in the season. 
And, uh, you know, it's just too bad. Like we were talking about, um, the U S government ruining our Seahawk home opener fun. Like how fun would it be right now to go down to a Mariners game when they're, when they're playing like this, like we're used to going to games where they're just horrible man and you know it's oh absolutely we, we, and usually every year we go down for at least one game and mm -hmm. uh i like to bring my, my family down for a game and i, I obviously love to go down and see the jays play as yep. a lot of uh, a lot of people from vancouver do um there's more probably jays fans that go down in that you know for those games and there are mariners fans it's a lot of fun but yeah i mean just being at the ballpark and uh you know having a hot dog and a beer or whatever is, it's a great time and uh, the fact that now it, the games that they're playing mean something mm -hmm. they're in the mix, both these teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a good time. So, so yeah, watching the game actually means something and, and, and I love it. And uh, obviously a huge baseball fan. My team, my team is the Jays though. Mm. Uh, second team would be the Mariners because they're yeah. so close to us, but I'm a Jays fan uh, since I was a kid. So that's who I'm rooting for always and forever. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it'll be fun down the stretch. I hope, you know, one of them get in at least still lots of work to be done, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's some fun baseball games. It's that time of year where I'll actually start paying attention. Playoff yeah. baseball is, is awesome. So here's intense. the thing about baseball is like you said, they're three games back and they have so many games that you're like, Oh, this dude is so easy. Right. Only yeah. Three's back. It's so hard, man. In baseball, mm -hmm. like the other teams and there's only the playoff teams is, there's, there's only so many that get in it's, it's yeah exactly and they've even, for other sports for sure and at least they've added a spot which makes it but they have that kind of play-in game but it's still technically the playoffs but uh mm -hmm. oh man let's see how they do and uh hopefully they can make uh, more of a run here towards the end of the season and uh, sneak in there never mind the bs hopefully we can get down and see a game oh man no kidding sneak in there <laughs> yeah so you know what if they if the mariners did somehow make the playoffs and it's like somewhere around a seahawk game in october we'll have to figure out a way to get down there regardless of the uh, restrictions we'll, oh, absolutely. we'll have to hop on a flight or something right i love combining those like sport event uh, weekends we go down there we watch the seahawks and we watch the uh the huskies play you know yeah yeah that was or a couple years ago combine it with like, yeah. a ufc i think we did one time too man and now we have hockey Oh yeah. So we can combine that. Dude, it's going to be good times down in Seattle this next couple of years. Oh yeah. It's a great sports city. And don't forget the white caps. Remember when you did a double header one day, went to the oh, yeah, white yeah. cap Sounders, Sounders followed by the Mariners game, but uh, they had a pretty yeah, crazy game the last, last week. Who's that? I watched the Sounders. Oh really? I didn't see it. It was like <laughs> six to four or something like that. And I was, it was insane. They played Portland. Hmm. Yeah. It was a really good game. That's the kind don't, of score. Don't I would quote like. me on the score there, okay? But it was a really high scoring. There, there were a lot of goals, obviously. There was a lot of goals in that game. Nice, and nice goals in that game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. So Ty, we don't have uh, Govic and Dan here, and they have a big outstanding bet currently on the Vancouver Canucks. Oh right. It's uh, five shots and a hundred dollars that. Pedersen signs with Vancouver this year, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still has not currently signed, and we're getting into we're coming up to September. Preseason is going to start here pretty soon. Yeah, what do you Canucks, read into this? Canucks training camp starting soon, man. I don't know. It's a little concerning as a fan, like those. Well, and Hughes as well, right? Like, and yeah, what's interesting almost, is 
just as or even if not more important than Pedersen. Yeah, and as we've talked about, they both have the same agent. So clearly they're, the negotiations and all the discussions are probably being done as like a package. Obviously not in terms of the, what they're going to get paid, but they're both ongoing. And yeah, man, it's concerning. Like those are two cornerstone players. We just went out and we did some things. We made a few trades, but if we don't have those two guys locked up, uh, it's a problem. Well, I bet you Gobik, he made this bet what, about a month ago and he's probably feeling pretty like, you know, uppity up. He's like, no problem, guaranteed in the bag, money, no, you know, no issues yeah. here. His sphincter is probably tightening up now a little bit. Oh, yeah, those five shots in a row, man. Oh, man. <laughs> what a stupid bet, by the way. And he's not yeah. going to be doing uh, a little excessive the, the grape juice or whatever the hell he does over there. Yeah. That being said, the Shivanitsa or whatever, Chichinitsa. Yeah. That being said, yeah, no, that being said, I do think they'll get done. Uh, the Canucks don't have a whole bunch of cap space to play with after uh, their their free agent moves and their trades and this and that, but uh, I do think it'll get done. I think it absolutely and, has to get done, but there's rumors now going out that Pedersen wants out. He wants to go to Montreal. I sent yeah, you some... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's putting those out there. I mean, you know, as you know from me, you can't believe everything you read on twitter um and and i trust <laughs> well, my sources a ain't little better than your sources fucking truth. i think your source was canucks fan 69 or something on twitter i uh, never heard of that guy i don't think he works for tsn very very reliable <laughs> and, but uh you are right. you, kim jong-un's died five times okay <laughs> tmz is never wrong man that was a one time they're wrong unbelievable um, but yeah, what you said about Montreal, like I have heard, there is some truth to that, that, that Montreal Mark Bergevin was weighing the offer sheet option, which the Canucks would no doubt match. It would just make things more difficult, uh, signing Hughes, right. Depending on how much they would have to match. So there's some, there's some things that are still, uh, to be determined, but uh, I'm confident it will get done. Yeah, me too. With Hughes, I think honestly, I honestly think Hughes is more likely than Pedersen. If anyone was to go, it's going to be Pedersen. I just, I had this weird suspicion because of last year how it all played out with him not playing forever and it's no hurt, one knowing man. why. No, but they didn't say where, where was he hurt. Well, that's what the NHL does. Where man. was they're he like, hurt? They're all his his wrist broken. Come something on. in his wrist. You know how the NHL is, man. They're yeah, they're all hush hush about injuries. They had a, like but... a mid body injury. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you have no idea. Anyways, Govic, I'm feeling for you. I'm starting to feel the pressure, buddy. Uh, it's coming down to the wire. Hopefully, we get a deal done. Um, on another note, we did have our big giveaway there—a cooler full of our beer, a hundred-dollar gift card to Morgan Creek Golf Course, a bunch of uh, West Coast Sports Junkie swag. To Captain Evil, that's our buddy Dylan, who uh, we I haven't seen in a long time, and it was actually great to see him catch up a little bit, uh, dropping off uh, all of his prizes to him. For and, sure. Uh, and uh, he actually invited us to uh, to do a show. You know, the whole summer, if you ever follow Captain Evil on uh, on Instagram or anything like that, you'll see that he's been building this deck and this tiki bar around his pool at his house. So he's invited us, the West Coast Sports Junkies, to do a podcast episode at his house at the Tiki Bar. We'll be in the pool for sure, but we're going <laughs> to have to take him up on that offer, I think. What do you think, Ty? 
Yeah, I know, 100%, man. That was uh, that was very nice of him. I think that'd be a fun first live on location episode for us. Uh, you know, It'd have be some funny. beers, have some Dylan, beers around Dylan's the a good bar. character, too. Have him on the show. He's not, he says he doesn't know too much about sports, but he listens and uh, hopefully we're uh, helping him learn a, a few things, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like betting on Woodley and making some money this weekend. Oh, don't listen to us, Dylan. We're, <laughs> we're betting with our heart here, man. Our hearts. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be cool to, to, to maybe he'll save a couple of beers for us in that in that cooler. Those are some good ones. Yeah, I know 100 percent All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for this evening. Thank you so much for sticking around. Um, it's Mike and Ty here again. Obviously, next week we hope to have Chris and Dan joining us and get the West Coast sports junkies all back intact. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at www.westcoastsportsjunkies.ca. We have a drop-down menu with all of our past episodes, our new episode, obviously. Um, and yeah, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Give us a like if you like what you hear. Give us a positive rev review, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Go Hawks! Here's guys, go off.